You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Review Ski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name is Owen, there's Rory, and if you're looking for the answer to one of life's most difficult questions, what should I watch next? Don't worry, you've come to the right place because myself and Rory are literally here to make your life easier. We've got the perfect answer to that question. And I know we've been giving away some delicious free pizza, but this week we're mixing things up and we actually have a 200 euro one for all voucher that you can use to buy anything you want including lots of free pizza, or if Rory behaves himself during today's show, uh, maybe a wee present for him as well. It's just a wee suggestion. All you have to do is head over to joe.ie to enter the competition and be in with a chance of winning that. Now, Rory, I know you're excited about that potential present, but just control yourself for now. Can you please tell us which Hollywood hunk do we have gracing us with their Hollywood presence today? One of the uh, one of the hunkier hunks of of recent times, I think there was it. There was a time when I pretty much every uh, every woman and some men found him to be the hunkiest man in Hollywood, and it is Mr. Jared Butler. We have the Irish exclusive interview with him for his new movie Copland, but that's way in the future. It's like twenty minutes from now, so you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to endure these two non hunks. For a little bit, and then we'll get we'll get to the to the hunk stuff. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I'm hoping he does do like a 15 minute uncut acoustic version of Galway Girl, like he did in PS I Love You as well. So I'm holding out for that. So we can look forward to that chat with Jared Butler later on in the show. Now, though, first of all, I want you to grab your diary, please, and your big fat red marker, and put a big circle around this date. It's Saturday, the 16th of October. It's a very special day, but it's not Roy's birthday. That was back in July. You missed it, you horrible person. How could you do that? But it's actually the announced date for DC Fandom, which is this huge virtual fan immersive experience. And for anybody who doesn't know what DC Fandom is, basically last year when the stupid pandemic hit uh, and lots of fan events all over the world were cancelled, DC put their heads together and decided to create this online 24-hour event where they would announce brand new titles of movies, release new footage, show off concept art, announce really exciting cast. And so they have one coming up on the Saturday, the 16th of October. And I picked out a couple of things that I'm very excited about uh, to see, including The Flash. We're hopefully going to get a trailer for that brand new film starring Ezra Miller. But it also stars Dairy Girl, Saoirse Monica Jackson in her very first feature film Uh, debut up on the big screen as well we'll also have peacemaker the brand new series directed by james gunn starring john cena uh playing his same character from the very successful suicide squad and the one i'm most excited about is the rock starring as black adam as well because it's all very mysterious about what's going on with that show uh or with that movie but uh, i can't wait for that but Roy, you don't care about any of those things you've picked out something that you're very excited about in particular i do like i care I, I care a little bit. Uh, like, there's other stuff I totally care about. Like, we're getting, apparently, maybe, our first look at Aquaman and I think it's called The Lost Kingdom. So that's Aquaman 2. Recently showed off his new slimline suit. It's all black and cool. So that's how you you know it's, like, the future of comic book movies because he's in all black. Uh, but, yeah, no, you are, you, you are right. Like, the last fandom, we got the very first trailer for The Batman 
back when we all thought the Batman was going to arrive in cinemas in 2021. Flash forward, pandemic, the film is now coming out March 2022, and we believe the next trailer, the our proper good look at the trailer for the Batman will arrive at Fandom. Uh, and recently on Joe.E, we had a, an editorial about the first rough cut was screened uh, to potential audiences in America. And the feedback was, it is a three-hour horror movie that had people screaming and passing out. Now, I know how how people get at these early screenings where it's like, it's it's everything. It's 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 cured all my ailments and it's it's helped me win the lottery and it got me back with my ex-wife and oh my god, thank God for this film. But a three-hour horror movie version of The Batman is maybe like the ultimate exciting sentence for me. So yeah, I'm yeah, very excited for that. Very much there for it. Well, The Rock does say in this DC teaser trailer, he's like, things will never be the same. Things will never be the same. You see, and it's a little bit OTT and dramatic, but it is The Rock and he never, ever lies. So we'll take him at his word. So Saturday, the 16th of October, stay tuned. The DC fandom is coming back. The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. Now it's time for the best of the big screen releases. And this first one, it's a horror. I know Roy has highlighted that I'm a massive voice when it comes to horror movies mm-hmm. anyway. And watching this one, even though it does have James Wan attached and Annabelle Wallace, um, which I'm excited about because fans will know her from Peaky Blinder and him from his amazing uh, kind of horror movie CV, including The Conjuring and Insidious and Saw as well. So there's really good caliber here. But um, yeah, Roy, I'm going to let you take this one because uh, I'm going to go and hide behind uh, the nearest sofa, basically. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Like, uh, it, there's something about Malignant that definitely got my attention. The fact that the first trailer for it was only dropped, I think, about a month ago. Uh, the, he, the plot has been kept top secret for so long. All we really know is that Annabelle Wallace's character is having some violent visions of murders. And it turns out that these murders might actually be happening in real life. Uh, I'm going to go see it anyway because I'm a very big fan of James Wan's horror CV. Um, even his like less than good ones are still interesting. Uh, so I'm uh, definitely going to go see it. Now, you're hearing me use the forward phrase, going to go see it. You're like, Rory, this is the big review ski, not the big preview ski. Why are you telling us about a film you haven't seen? Well, Warner Brothers didn't show it to any press ahead of release. They said they wanted to keep all the secrets and plot twists uh, a top secret for as long as possible. Apparently, us journos are a bit of a gossip and we might give it away um so yeah i haven't seen it and i have a theory a strong working theory as to a particular reason why they're keeping this one so so top secret um i'm not going to give it away here but next week's episode i will have seen malignant by then and i will say whether i was right or not i'll tell own what the actual theory is off camera and then I could tell him, well, he, he's going to enjoy telling me I was probably wrong. The body of Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No. 
but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. The thing that I'm most scared about in this one is the fact that it seems to be her imaginary friend, Gabriel, Mm. uh, who's possibly committing these horrible crimes. And normally that wouldn't make me feel uneasy. That's fine. I didn't have any imaginary friends growing up. But my brother, uh, Lorcan, had two, and they were called Billy and Johnny. And for years I've been slagging him about them. But I might take it all back now because I don't want to be murdered in my sleep by either of those guys. So Malignant uh, coming out this weekend. We'll get Roy's full review next week. (laughs) Now... The next one, Cop Shop. I know we've got Jared Butler coming up on the show later on, but this looks like a brilliant B-movie blast. Please tell me, Roy, is it as much fun as it actually looks? It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you can imagine Tarantino on like a lazy Sunday where he's just not very energetic and he decides on that day, he's like, ah, I'm a bit bored, so I think I might just remake Assault in Precinct 13. That is pretty much exactly what Cop Shop is. It is uh, it's set almost entirely within one isolated police station. Uh, Frank Griller plays a character who is purposefully arrested in order to get some safety from a hitman who's been sent to kill him. Uh, Alexis Lauder is the, the tough police officer who arrests him and is smarter than anyone kind of is giving her credit for. And Jared Butler is the hitman who's been sent to kill Grillo's character, and he too gets himself arrested just to get himself into the cop shop to finish off the job. But Alexis Lauder is there, and we'll get in the middle of it. It's uh, it's very energetic. It feels it feels like one of those films that you put it on, and before you know it, it's kind of already over. It just it just zips by. Um, it's got like a great central trio of performances. And it has Joe Carnahan, who people might know from recently. We actually talked about boss level, but previously it would have been like the Grey or Narc or the A-Team. Um, and yeah, it's just, I know this sounds like an insult, but it feels like a a B-grade copy of a Tarantino movie. But I do, in fact, mean that as a compliment. Take me through the last 24 hours. I need to know everything. What are you going to arrest me? What are you people to arrest me? Why were you looking to get locked up? Someone trying to kill you? What'd you do? I did what I had to do. To get to you, Teddy. Per Jared Butler, like he always gets a lot of stick from people in general, but some of his films are so dumb and so stupid and they're just absolutely perfect for watching at the weekend when you just want to switch off after your Monday to Friday as well. So, um, no, I can't wait to see him uh, ham it up in Cop Shop as well. Uh, And there's one other big release that we're talking about this week, which is Herself, which is uh, not just one of the best Irish films that's been released in recent years, but one of the best films. Again, delayed because of the pandemic and things like that. And you can go and check out uh, our interview with the star and writer of the film, Claire Dunn. Uh, You're going to see her on your small screen very soon as well. She's one of the stars of Kin, the brand new gangland drama. But I know myself, I absolutely love this film herself. Uh, And Roy, I know you're a big fan of it as well. Yeah, like you, I think I saw it maybe almost exactly a year ago at this point, uh, when it was meant to come out the first time. Uh, yeah, like it, it tackles the Irish housing crisis in a way that somehow manages to be entertaining and funny. That's not to say that it doesn't have its heavy moments because it definitely does. 
But there was, what was that recent one? Rosie with um, Mo Dunford and Sarah Clark, I can't remember. But one, uh, that, that was also, Sarah Green, thank you. That was also to do with um, the housing crisis. And that was, that was a very good film, but it was, it was tough. Whereas this one actually feels like it's not a it's not a rough watch. Like you will actually enjoy watching it. It's directed by the same lady, maddeningly, as who did Mamma Mia, the first Mamma Mia movie. So uh it's it's interesting and it's got a great uh, supporting cast, but Claire it's all about it's kind of it is kind of all about Claire Dunn and she does give a spectacular performance in this. Uh yeah, one of the better, I think, Irish movies we've had in, in the last couple of years. You can't go on being this far from the school. Just keep telling yourself it's temporary. Yeah, what are we doing, Sandra? I think this is good for the girls. Ah! I'm dead as ah! I want to fix it, you know? You know, however much you may want to, there are some people who you just can't. Definitely something there for everyone. If you love the housing crisis, horror movies, or hold up cops and bad guys, uh, then that's you sorted for the cinema this weekend. Now, speaking of a future release, um, Rory, uh, mm. I like. I know you're so excited about this uh, particular one because you. We were like, oh, there are some other trailers released yep. this week. We could look at this, or we could look at that. And you were like, no, no, no. There's only one choice yep. for this week's favorite trailer of the week. Uh, what is it? Yeah, like we could have done. Belfast, which definitely has a strong Irish connection. We could have done Red Notice, the biggest Netflix movie of all time. We could have done The Wheel of Time, which Amazon are priming to be their big pre-Lord of the Rings takeover from Game of Thrones. Like, there's so much. And I literally just, like, just knocked everything off the table. I was like, no, 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 no. Moonfall or nothing. Moonfall or I walk off the show. Um... But I'd already got the microphones and stuff in, so I couldn't walk off. So we had to do Moonfall. Uh, but you really didn't put up much of an argument because Moonfall, Roland Emmerich, has destroyed the world a number of times now. Independence Day, Stargate kind of, The Day After Tomorrow, 2012, Independence Day 2. And it's probably more in there I, that I'm forgetting he, he just seems someone who just enjoys Godzilla kind of uh who just enjoys like smashing stuff and then Moonfall initially you watch the trailer you're like oh well it's in the title the moon's falling it's bad news stuff it's gonna explode uh Emmerich's gonna make it look good on a big IMAX screen can't wait got a cool cast Halle Berry uh Patrick Wilson that game from that guy from Game of Thrones who people say I look a bit like, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, yeah, so there's famous people, stuff like Michael Pena, he's in there, we love him. But there's a bit in the trailer where I felt my jaw go slack <laughs> because, and you probably know exactly the moment I'm talking about, where you realize it's not just about the moon falling, it seems as if. The moon is a spaceship run by evil aliens. Listen, you had me sold at the moon is a spaceship run by evil aliens. I also love Roland Emmerich as well because uh, whenever he does make a disaster movie, it's like he he wants to go layered on it. It's like, yes, it's a disaster movie in that film genre, but also I've made a complete disaster out of this movie as well. And this looks like yet another amazingly bad but amazingly hilarious uh, film from that director so moonfall we're all in yeah february 2022 
looks bonkers. Um, can't wait. Will probably be in the front row of IMAX every single day when it's in the cinema. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? I kind of wish we could watch Moonfall right now, but I know we have to wait until next year. But what's going to keep us tied over until then? What have we got in the small screen this week? Well, the very first one is one that won't tide you over at all. It's American Horror Stories. Not to be confused with American Horror Story, singular. Uh, the difference here is that American Horror Story was one story told across a season, whereas American Horror Stories, every episode is its own standalone episode, so they're not actually connected at all. But they are from the same folk who gave us American Horror Story. I hate saying that sentence now. But, yeah, if you liked that show... <laughs> Chances are you'll like this one. Uh, if you didn't, then you won't. Uh, all episodes will be on Disney Plus this weekend. So if you're looking for a very early ho- Halloween scare, this could be one for you. You've heard all the stories about what happened here, right? Yeah, like Amityville Horror on Crystal Meth. Be Lovely stuff. I see what they did there with the story and the stories, making it about a story and then stories. Ingenious. Very, very smart. Now, this next uh, home release, I am I love the look of it. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, it's great to see her in an all-action role because I know she was in uh, like Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey previously. And but she just changes the type of film and the type of show that she does all the time. And she just seems to be carrying everything off. Uh, plus, it feels like it has elements of a wee bit of John Wick in there and Fast and Furious. So this is a brand new film coming to Netflix. It's Kate. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question on. I'm going to give you the plot synopsis and you're going to tell me if you've heard this before. A world class assassin discovers that they've been poisoned and have maybe 24 hours to live. So they want to spend that time not catching up with loved ones or ticking items off their bucket list, but instead going on a rampage of revenge against the people who are responsible for their death. Yeah, I actually watched this recently and absolutely loved it. It's Paw Patrol, the movie. Yes, exactly. And as you know, and all of our uh, listeners and viewers know, uh, Paw Patrol was then remade into Crank, starring Jason Statham. And this is essentially Crank if Mary Elizabeth Winstead was the Jason Statham character. Um, Now, here's the thing. I remember at the time thinking, well, Crank's the kind of film that critics would absolutely hate because it's so so gnarly and cool and out there and these guys, they don't care and everyone's just having fun and it's just OTT and it's in bad taste and blah, 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 blah. And I went back and looked at the reviews and it was actually reviewed pretty well. So then when I checked out the reviews for this one and it's reviewed horrendously, this actually might be one to avoid. Jesus, Kate, what happened to you? I missed. I think I was poisoned before the hit. V, who was the target? 
grand honcho of the Yakuza. How much time do I have? 14 hours, maybe 15. <laughs> nah. Chance it could be just so bad it's good, or it's just turned brain off territory because you and I we've a lot of love for those like what was that one? Was it from Paris with Love? You know, terrible action movies that yeah, we know they're bad, but they're fun bad. So this could be fun bad, or it could just be bad bad. From Paris with Love for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh it's not my pick for pizza in the movie, but it is one of the singly greatest uh films of all time. <laughs> well, how about this for next week then? If you go off and watch Malignant. Uh, once it's released in cinemas, I'll watch Kate uh, from the comfort of my lovely cozy sofa and uh, I'll let you know what I think of that uh, next week. Now, our final home release. This feels like it was re- like came out a long, long time ago, mm. but um, an all-star cast and a really excellent film. This is Bombshell is finally getting uh, a home release. Yeah, so it came out in cinemas in 2019 and then it was given like a PVOD release, I think 2020. But it is available for streaming now as of this weekend. It's on now if uh, you have that at home. It's Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, John Lithgow, Kate McKinnon. The cast is just like out of control brilliant. It looks into the sexual harassment claims in Fox in the, I think, was it early noughties, mid noughties around then? Uh, brilliantly written and directed. Uh, just again, that cast is. It's in. Uh, it's just so good, and everyone in it is really, really good. I think most of them either got an Oscar or a Golden Globe nomination for uh, lead or supporting actress. Um, it is an uncomfortable watch at times, but it also has that kind of the big short vice, you know, uh, like smartly well made sort of biopics. Uh, it's definitely along that vibe. So if you're looking for something that will activate your brain a bit more this weekend, then Bombshell is the one. You have to adopt the mentality of an Irish street cop. The world is a bad place. People are lazy morons. Minorities are criminals. Sex is sick but interesting. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother or piss off my grandfather. And that's a Fox story. And if you heard Rory mention Charlize Theron there, um, you have to believe him. She actually is in this film, but she's just completely unrecognisable as one of the Fox News uh, anchors as well. Because what they did in terms of her prosthetics and her makeup in it is is phenomenal. But her going head to head with um to head with Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie is just uh yeah just makes for an excellent film. Uh so those are your uh home releases this week and each week for pizza in a movie this is when myself and Rory make our own weekly recommendations what we think you should sit down with Chicago Town Pizza make yourself comfortable and watch one of these two movies or both of them if you want but basically we're looking for uh your love and your adulation it's everybody's favorite part of the show except for Rory's because you've pretty much been losing week after week after week after week after week yep it's as it's as simple as that it's like that bit from the Simpsons when they're like stop he's already dead Now, normally I don't wallow in victory, but I'm just making the most of this, obviously. So last week, I picked old school. And which one did you pick again? Oh, God. Which one of my losers did I pick last week? Uh, it was 28 weeks later last week, I think. Yeah. That's the one. And can we get a drum roll, please? The winner with a whopping 73% uh 
compared to 27% was, of course, old school. It was just released on Netflix as well. I watched it again over the weekend. It is very, very funny. So congratulations to everybody who made the right choice. But this week, Roy, what film are you picking for pizza and a movie? Yeah, so I'm hoping this week will be... I've picked something that I think... It's not cheating like you cheat every week where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to pick the lowest common denominator and everyone's going to pick my one. So I'm hoping it's a combination of someone that everyone loves and a film that everyone either should love or should have seen by now. Uh, it's 1996's The Truman Show, which has just been added to Netflix this week. So it's Jim Carrey in, I think, the first role where everyone was like, wait a second. He can act. And it's also massively prescient for the world of reality TV that we live in now. But it is also very funny and very poignant and very intelligent. Within a mate, like Laura Linney in this is just, oh, like she should have won everything for, for her role in this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's truly just one of those. Everyone knows it's brilliant, but it still is somehow massively underappreciated. So yeah, the Truman Show. It's excellent, and uh, yeah, that's definitely you cheating this week because people are are going to absolutely love that film. I think that was the first film I saw with uh, with Laurie Linney in it as well, and she's just excellent uh, uh, playing Truman's wife. So the movie that I've picked for Pete's in a movie, it was released about fifteen years ago. It's got amazing tunes in it. It's got award winning performances from its two leads, Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, it is, of course, all about the man in black. It is Walk the Line, and it's released on Disney Plus on Friday the 10th of September. And this was around the time we were getting a few uh, musical biopics slash biopics, because uh, I think Ray had been released the year before, so there's a lot of love for these types of films. And part of me loves this film. The other part of me thinks... Do I just love this film because I love Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story as well, <laughs> uh, which was a perfect parody of that type of film. But brilliant per- uh, performances from Joaquin Phoenix, but especially uh, Reese Witherspoon as his long-suffering partner, uh, June Carter, as well. So my choice for Pete's in a movie this week is Walk the Line. Fan of that one? Yeah, didn't she win the Best Oscar? Best Oscar? No, Best Actress Oscar. <laughs> she won Best Oscar. Her Oscar is better than everyone else's. Uh, but I think she won Best Actress as well. She did. She won the, the Best Actress Oscar and they gave her the greatest Oscar of all time as well, which was mm. nice of them uh, for her performance. So that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Don't forget you can head over to joe.ie uh to enter our competition to win that 200 euro one for all voucher uh with thanks to chicago town pizza you're about to hear from uh jared butler and his co-star who feels like she's going to be a bit of a rising star as well alexi louder uh for their brand new film cop shop and on next week's show we're going to be taking a look at the brand new series why the last man but rory what did you get chatting to Jared and Alexia about in your uh, incredible interview, which is uh, the full thing is up on Joe.e YouTube as well. Yeah, so the clip you're going to hear is Jared and Alexis talking about an odd injury that Jerry, I can call him Jerry now because we're friends, uh, got on the set of Cop Shop. Uh, and it somehow worms its way around to talking about butt pads. But I'm not going to explain how we got there. I'm going to let Jerry and Alexis 
they'll explain it for me. I hope he changes his name from Butler to Butt Pads. Jerry Butt Pads. That's a great name. Yeah, I still have shoulder problems from that. <laughs> it's a mixture. It's, a, it's actually a very good question because um, a lot of the time when you, when you are performing and perhaps you're, you're, you're trying to get an energy inside, you give one take where you go way over the top and then you pull it right back in. So you still have that energy inside, but it's not too much to, 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 to watch. Mm -hmm. So sometimes having to be contained is a really useful lesson and it can be powerful. And, and actually, because most of my movies, I'm, I'm exerting myself in a, in a huge way. Like right now, I'm filming right now and it's a survival movie and it's a lot. Um, so for me, it was kind of awesome <laughs> to just get to sit in my ass for a right. couple of weeks and, uh, and have to create, you know, and get creative from there. Um, but at the same time, there were moments where I'm like, oh, you're still right. in these bloody handcuffs. <laughs> Don't forget to tell about the butt pads. But did I have butt pads? I think did I? No, have we had like a, I like I know I needed a, like a foam thing to sit on for mm. for my bits because we're sitting on concrete. But um, I mean, when you have scenes like that where you know you're you're stuck sitting down, the energy on the inside is I want to be standing up. I don't want to be confined to this, and I think that's what brings the energy into what we're saying and what we're trying to get from each other yeah i don't know i think for my character he was like yeah i'm cool here until i don't have to be here anymore <laughs> okay i'm just biding my time waiting for the opportunity to kill that's right yeah baby yeah yeah baby right. oh there goes the shoulder see i did that twinge in my <laughs> i was wondering how long that was gonna last <laughs> Longer than any of us expected. I Congratulations. <laughs> Keep with the shoulder pads. That's right. Thank you. Congratulations. You're listening to The Big Review on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs> <laughs>